And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, and we have big news out of Florham Park. Marcus May, the Jets' safety, is out three to four weeks, and this really came out of nowhere, ankle injury. This was just such a crazy story because according to Brian Costello, the foot blew up after the Broncos game in week three. May wasn't on the injury report until today, and it was a surprising situation, but what added to it was moments later on Twitter, about an hour after the injury came out, Marcus May's agent, Eric Burkhart, took to Twitter to say should be fully healthy just before the trade deadline, just to stoke it a little bit. And if you remember back in March that... Burkhart also came out with a tweet saying they refused to take care of their best player, captain, team vote MVP in his prime, who had several all-pro votes and played out his entire rookie deal and even changed positions on his contract year after they got rid of last year's all-pro safety. There is a lot to get into in this. The first thing you hope that Marcus May has a speedy recovery. But there's so much to get into here from both sides. And really, this is going to be another tough decision for Joe Douglas. There is a lot to unpack here. So let's get into it. Let's first talk about what the Jets could do from here. Because the tweet clearly says that Marcus May's agent wants him out of New York. He wants him out of there now. Is this a thing where they just feel like there's no way they're going to be able to negotiate? Keep in mind, I defended the Jets for not paying Marcus May because one of my big arguments was they had to see how I fit in this defense. And look, he's fit well. He's played well in the first three games. And I do think the Jets could easily give him a long-term extension at the end of the season. The big thing to remember, too, is that the Jets do have the power to keep Marcus May. They could refranchise tag him at the end of the season Although I do think if it got to that point, it would be because the team felt a long-term deal couldn't be negotiated and they would franchise tag and try to trade him. So there's a lot to unpack here. And this is going to be a tricky situation for Joe Douglas because if Joe Douglas believes Marcus May is a long-term piece on this team and more importantly that he can negotiate the contract, then you try to keep Marcus May because the optics are not going to look great that you've traded two very good safeties in their prime and had trouble negotiating in Loban. That's not going to send a good message and it's going to look very bad optically publicly. But I also get not overpaying for safeties. Marcus May is a very good player. I am not taking anything away from him. He is a great safety. He is a very good player to have. But is he one of the top five safeties in the league? Probably not. Does he play at a Pro Bowl ever? Yeah, he could, but he's not going to be in his career likely a perennial Pro Bowler. And the question is, do the Jets want to pay a safety who's also older, by the way? He's 28 years old. He's going to be 29 next year. Do they want to give him a four or five year long-term deal and pay him $14, $15 million as a safety? That is a pretty big number for a very good player. And I get the Jets have a lot of cap space and they could easily do it, but that is something to consider. And they're paying him $10.6 million this year. Now, if 
Joe Douglas feels that they can negotiate in good faith, that they can get something done, then you keep Marcus May. But the interesting thing is from the tweet, now this is all coming from the agent, and to me, it's clear the agent's job is to try to get the best for his client, and he could basically be looking at this situation going, look, I know the Jets are a bad team. I know that there's going to be a lot of attention if I tweet this out there, and if I put this out in the universe, maybe a team's going to call the Jets and give them a really good offer. If the Jets get an offer that you can't refuse for Marcus May, you take it too. Especially if you feel that you can find good players on reasonable contracts. But here's the other catch. The Jets are not a good football team. You want to have as many good players and foundational pieces as possible. And Marcus May could clearly be that. He could be a good piece on your defense for the next couple of seasons and eliminate another hole that you would have to fill if you get rid of him. Now, I'm not saying a team's going to come in and offer our first-round pick, but if a team comes in and offers a two and another mid-round pick, it, it might be hard for Joe Douglas to say no, especially when he's looking at the situation going, I haven't drafted this guy. It doesn't look like we're going to come to terms on a long-term contract, and I might have more negotiating power now than if I wait to the end of the season franchise tag, and then everyone knows I'm trying to trade him purposely and not get great value in return for him. This is just such an interesting situation. And look, I get with the agents. The agent's job is to try to put his player in the best situation. And he wants to start the rumor mill. He understands that this is going to be a topic in a couple of weeks when the Jets get to the deadline, not going to be a good football team. And are players going to want to get out? Are players going to want to get out of New York, especially if they're on short-term contracts or they're veterans that are probably not part of the long-term plan? Could Marcus May be a part of the long-term plan? Absolutely. But there does seem to be a disconnect between whether it's May, whether it's the agent, whether it's the front office, or probably a bit of all three. That they're not, they weren't able to come to a long-term contract over the offseason for the Jets. Could it have been that they weren't sure how he was going to fit in the scheme? Was it they didn't feel like they valued the safety position and giving Marcus May $15, $16 million a year? Because don't forget, Robert Salah's system, he wants to spend big money on the on the front seven, especially the line and pass rushers. That's where the Jets. I think if next free agency are going to look to spend the money, it's going to be in the trenches, it's going to be on the pass rusher, it's going to be in the front seven. To me, Robert Sala feels if you can get him athletic bodies, he can get by with the secondary. And so far, a lot of these young kids at the cornerback position have played pretty well. Now, it's still an early sample size, it's week three, but it just shows that he might not feel like he needs to really overpay for a back-end player. And for Marcus May, I also get it too. He's been a leader. He's been great. He's played with bad coaches. He's played on bad teams, and he's still perform. So both parties have a right. And this just makes it such a crazy situation because it's already trade rumors, and we're not even to technically week four yet. This is unbelievable. And look, this is going to be a tough decision that's going to be really put on Joe Douglas. But I also believe that Joe Douglas is willing to move on from players. He has shown it before. And if he gets what he thinks is comparable value, which was a high second round pick where Marcus May won the draft, 
but likely in this situation, he's going to be looking for a two, and I bet a five or a four. And if he feels it's really good value, he might look at the situation and go, look, Marcus is a very good player. But do I really think he is going to be an elite player, a superstar on that back end that Marcus May does change the game, but he's not one of those players that specifically offenses are going to game plan around and try to take him out of the football game. That is not what he is. And he might just go, look, this is $15 million. I don't have to pay for safety that I feel I could probably get in the draft or in free agency for less. And I can use to address other key needs on this team. Now, the secondary isn't great on this team. I get it. I understand that you also want to have good players on this team. And you just can't ship out every good player that you have. I get all those arguments. And I understand it. But if we get to a point, too, where it's just not working. And Marcus obviously came in, was not happy at the beginning. And look, I get it. He wants to get a contract. He wants to get paid. And even though he's making $10.6 million this year, he wants long-term security. I get all of that. But I also get where the Jets are coming from, too. They're in the beginning of a rebuilding process with a brand-new scheme, a brand-new head coach, and they got to try to figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. And the other thing that hurts May, and we've seen it really with Joe Douglas is, he's not a Joe Douglas guy. General managers, they're going to pick their guys and really look for guys that they believe in. Not to say that Joe Douglas doesn't think Marcus May is a good football player, but he might look and say, look, I didn't draft this guy, and this guy wants to get played like one of the top safeties in the league, and he's a very good safety. But is he one of the top four safeties in football? No. Is he a top 10 safety in football? Yeah. Should he get paid good money to be a safety? Yeah. But I think for value-wise, Probably the Jets are looking for 12 to 13 million, but May wants closer to 16, 17 million because that's where the market is. But to me, this was clear that the agent is already planting the seeds and throwing it out there because when things get out, it's because they have a reason and an agenda. And it's clear that Marcus May, or at least his agent, have basically put in place, hey, we want a trade out of New York and you can spin it however they like because they don't feel they're a good fit in the new scheme because they don't believe in the new regime because they don't want to be on a losing team or what it really is about is they want to go to a place that will trade for him and then pay him because if a team is going to give up good draft assets They're not going to just let Marcus May walk after a season. They're going to pay him. It's like what happened in Seattle. That thing went down to the wire, but you knew the Seahawks were going to have to pay for Jamal Adams because they invested so much draft capital in him. And if the Jets get good draft capital back for Marcus May, then that team that's going to sign him, they're going to have to pay him because why else would you trade for a guy that you're not going to pay at the end of the season? But we are at just the very beginning of this story because you now know that this is going to be a story during his recovery. I mean, the trade deadline is coming up. There's no question that teams are going to be calling the Jets about veteran players. 
CJ Mosley will be a name. I think that in a realistic world, and I love CJ Mosley, and I think he's a great player, but in some regards, I think the Jets would rather move on from Mosley than May because May is a bit younger, May can play in the secondary, and they probably can get May on a better contract that they're hoping than the one that C.J. Mosley's under, and C.J. Mosley's going to have that dead cap money next season. So once you have him on the roster, he's going to be here. And I give C.J. Mosley a lot of credit. He's playing very well this season. But once again, the agent has has now put this out there, that Marcus May, they're basically telling the Jets, look, we're going to be back before the deadline. We want teams to know we're going to be healthy before the deadline. And if you want this player on your ball club, call the Jets. And I do think Joe Douglas is going to get calls on him. And who knows? Maybe this could be not just getting draft picks. Could this be a trade where the Jets can upgrade the offensive line? Maybe get a tight end or address another key position on this team with Marcus Mayne package. Who knows? But it is clear that this is going to be a story over the next couple weeks. We will be with you every step of the way as we get more information. We'll keep track of what's going on with the agents, what's going on with Joe Douglas. We'll keep what's going on with Marcus May and his recovery. But we all knew this was going to be a crazy Jets season, but I didn't think we'd already be talking about the trade deadline at the quarter mark of the season. But here we are. Thank you so much for joining us here on Rich Sports Talk. And remember, Jet fans, to hit that subscribe button and that like button. We want to get this out to as many Jet fans as possible and football fans. And the more you like and the more you subscribe, that's just going to help us with the algorithms, get us out there more. And make sure to keep looking at our channel for polls. We have a poll every week we're going to be doing now to hear what you would like me to talk about, what episodes you would like me to create because I want to get your pulse. I want to hear what you want to talk about. But until next time, this is Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us.